Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live from our studios in Washington, D.C. If you'd like to be a part of the program, the number to call is 646-668-2634, They say when you're writing a book, you write about what you know. And our guest today, author May Kay Veeler, has written about what she knows and what she didn't know. You see, May Kay is uh, an award-winning author, but also an aviator, a record-breaking pilot, and she's written a book called Buccaneer, the provocative odyssey of Jack Reed, adventurer, drug smuggler, and pilot extraordinaire, and we welcome May Kay Veeler to the Burke Allen Show. Hey, thanks for being on the program. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So you've written this book that is really doing well. I'm just looking through some of the awards here. 2016 Hollywood Book Festival Wild Card Award, an award winner of the 2016 Independent Publisher Book Awards, the Yippies, uh, Silver Medalist in the True Crime Division, the award-winning honorable mention, Reader's Favorite International Book Awards. Um, I could go on and on. What is it about this story of this guy, Jack Reed, that made you say, i got to write this book? Well, you know, first of all, I co-authored it with him. These actually evolved from memoirs he wrote in prison. And his story is just, it's remarkable. It's mind-boggling. Everyone describes it as very thought-provoking. The story of how an all-American boy evolved into an outlaw pilot for the Medellin cartel. He was allergic to the establishment. He was very much a loner, an adventurer, a hedonist. So not only is there adventure in this true story, and I underline true, but of course there's lust, there's sex, there's um, defying the law, and really living a life of adventure. So, and he was an aviator, he was a pilot. So that's what bonded us, and I'm, you know, the all-American fly girl. So I was smitten. Mickey Bueller is our guest today, and the book is Buccaneer, and it's a, a multiple award winner. Mickey, born here in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, has done a whole lot of TV in her career. Uh, was a host of uh, PM Magazine and has even done uh, TV weather girl stuff. So I, I have <laughs> yes. to ask you, just as a, as a sidelight, did you get into doing weather on TV because you have to learn all the weather stuff as a pilot? Well, here's the deal. You know, my, my TV career has just been such a joy, and I learned to fly for a TV assignment. Originally, yeah, I was a reporter, a TV show host, and General Aviation Manufacturers Association, the folks that make the small airplanes, reached out to selected personalities around the country, and they said, look, if you'll do a TV segment or a report on learning to fly, we'll pay for it. And I was one of those folks, and oh my gosh, they created a monster. Not only did I solo on television and for my viewers, but I went on to get my private pilot certificate, then I flew aerobatics. I flew with General Chuck Yeager, Voyager crew, all of this documented on television. So I was a broadcast journalist and an aviator, and all of this 
the universe brought all this together for me to meet Jack Reed. Fantastic. And by the way, Mickey is the creator of something called the Diva Flight Experience to empower women through aviation. You can check that out at divaflight.com and also makeadealer.com, M-A-Y-C-A-Y-B-E-E-L-E-R, makeadealer.com and find out more about her. So did you interview him in prison? Was he still in jail? Was he yeah. out of prison? How did that initial thing happen? Yeah, there's just so much to talk about with this. It kind of all started with a couple that I met here in North Carolina, and the guy was a pilot, an older gentleman, and we were talking, and he said he didn't fly anymore. And I said, oh, why not? He said, well, we had this crash landing on this island in the Bahamas back in 1983. And I go, oh, my, what happened? Well, he he kind of said it was a secret operation, and they they lost uh, power in their airplane, and they had to glide to this runway, and it turned out there was a secret a drug smuggling operation going on there, and they crash-landed, and the government kind of rescued them and said, don't ever talk about this. And so 20 years later, he told me about it, and the drug lord that was running that island at the time, an associate of Pablo Escobar by the name of Carlos Lader, who was the best friend of Jack Reed, that's the relation to my book, Jack Reed was his pilot and best friend, Uh, turned out he was in prison, the drug operation was over. Now the island was open for business. And I flew this gentleman and his wife back to look for their lost airplane. And it, it was crashed, you know, in, uh, in pieces. And we did a story on it, fascinating story. And I tried to get in touch with Mr. Later, and it was hard. He's in the witness protection program in prison. And so I reached out to Jack Reed, his best friend. He was his co-defendant. Both Jack and Carlos went to jail. And I reached out to Jack Reed in prison through a letter, and many months went by, and he never wrote me back. And I, you know, I just wanted to know information about the island. It really wasn't about him. And he finally wrote me back and said, you know, thank you for your letter. I'm sorry I haven't responded. He was very kind. Uh, but I'm not interested. He'd never given his story to anybody. He didn't want to talk about it. So I thought, okay, whatever. You know, I threw the letter down. I right. thought, you know, screw, I thought, screw you. Excuse me, my honesty. And then within, <laughs> oh yeah, I thought I'd screw you. And then within a minute or seconds, really, I had this feeling: you have to write him back. It's like little voice of reason: you have to write him back. And I thought, what? It's kind of like you're talking to yourself. What? I'm not going to write him back for. You have to write him back. And I wrote him back, and I said, I don't know why I'm writing you back. I understand. I respect your position. I don't know why I'm writing you back, but here I am. And then he wrote me back, and he started telling me a story. And I didn't ask about the cartel. It was our flying bond. Well, tell me about your flying. Told him about mine. He told me about his. And then the stories just made my jaw drop. I thought, oh, my God, this is a book. And I wasn't looking to write a book. I'm a storyteller, sure, TV reporter. And I blew my mind. And I said, sir, may, may I be your biographer? And he never given his story to anybody. And he was old. And he said, all right, I'm going to send you my memoirs that I wrote in prison. Sends me, he says, read those, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Oh, my God. Right. I read the memoirs. They were not complete. I had a million questions after reading them, but they were fascinating. And I said, but what about this? What about that? What happened to so-and-so? And, you know, they were just incomplete. So he said, all right, let's start the interview process. So hundreds of letters went into that. And I'll leave you there with that. You can ask more because I can talk about it all day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can go on and on. So, 
<laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, it, the book is the number one Amazon bestseller in a whole bunch of categories. It's called Buccaneer, the provocative odyssey of Jack Reed, adventurer, drug smuggler, and pilot extraordinaire. He was a, uh, a pilot for the guy who was Pablo Escobar's uh, partner in the uh, Medellin cartel. So some pretty interesting stuff here, the high-flying adventure and uh, all kinds of naughtiness going on. So, uh, you know, this story, as, as you sort of dove deeper into it, did you find that, that you had an affinity for Jack Reed? Was he a hardened criminal or was he no. a pilot no. who just happened to be doing this, you know, flying bad stuff around? Tell me about Jack Reed the man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, let me make something very clear from the get-go. I do not condone what he did. He was a drug smuggler. He smuggled cocaine from Colombia through the Bahamas to the United States. That's what Jack did. He was a drug smuggler. He was not a distributor, but he was involved in transportation. Carlos Slater was the drug lord that ran the operation on Norman's Key in the Bahamas. Carlos was an associate of Pablo Escobar and the so-called Medellin cartel. Okay. I do not like bad guys. I do not condone drug use. I'm my own business. I'm very much the all-American girl full of energy. I work out. I'm not into people that sit around and smoke pot all day. All right? So right. this is not somebody I would be attracted to. It's just that I, I love this story. I thought, how did this happen to you? You were an all-American boy. You had great parents. Grew up in Riverside, California back in the 30s. How did this happen? And so I had an open mind, and I just let my mind imagine and, and not imagine but read through and talk through these experiences that he had and they were fascinating if you would just open your mind and see the lives people lead and see why they made the decisions they made he was not violent he, he never even had a fist fight in his life for what i've been told and i've interviewed a lot of people who knew him dearly uh, but he was an outlaw and that's how he made money i mean they made a lot of money smuggling these drugs um he didn't do it to hurt people. I, I, they thought, well, if, if you want cocaine, we'll give it to you. But well, I'm not going to give it to you to kill you and hurt you. He didn't have those intentions. They just were fulfilling what they thought was a need at the time, just like people demand alcohol today. So was he a, a, a bad, mean-spirited, evil person, the way they talk about Pablo Escobar? No. Did he ever physically hurt anybody or kill anybody? No. He was a nonviolent offender. And that's what makes this story so fascinating to find out what happened to him. Where was he uh, in jail whenever you, you first met him? Where did he go to prison was, and how long yeah. was he in? Oh, Lord. He had been in jail for, uh, t- excuse me, 20 years. And wow. it had already been 20 years, and he was in Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis FCI, Federal Correctional Institution. He was, uh, you know, medium security. Um, and that's where I caught up with him. <laughs> and it was just, I, I, I don't know if you believe in destiny or not. You know, I, I'm telling you, I never really believed in destiny or fate uh, until I was in this situation because everything was kind of orchestrated from some other divine source. I felt led, led strongly to do stuff. And what I was able to do with this gentleman to help him I don't think I could have done for myself. You know, it's kind of like a mother will do anything for her child, you know, or or you felt led to help somebody in a certain way. That's kind of what happened. It sounds like a fascinating book. It's called Buccaneer, and May Kay Beeler is a co-author. She wrote it alongside Jack Carlton Reed. 
uh, an infamous uh, cocaine smuggler and uh, and hedonist extraordinaire, if you will. The book has won a lot of awards, and it's uh, a number one Amazon bestseller, and you can pick it up at Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere, and makeadealer.com. Um, one story that really sticks out, one uh, that, that he told you that made your jaw drop. Can you share one with us? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't – what happened to him when he – after he was arrested and, and how he was arrested, the man was – I, I want, don't want to give the book away, so it's difficult because we want folks to know what the book is about. But what happened was he was living this adventurous life on this island in the Bahamas. Norman's Key is in the Exumas. Paradise, beautiful, idyllic location. Uh, and, but then he retired, and he moved to Panama. He, he gave up the drug stuff. Moved to Panama with his young girlfriend. It's a very controversial, sexy, provocative story. It's all true, okay? He moved there and, and just lived off the land and built a hut uh, to live on the water. It's a Robinson Crusoe lifestyle, and he gave all the other up. And then he ends up being kidnapped by the DEA and brought back to the United States illegally. And I think one of the things that made my jaw drop, and there were many, is where he talks about the judicial system and what happened to him in the courtroom and how all sorts of illegal stuff went down. But what we learned from this, and I love my country. I'm a very all-American girl and very patriotic. But what I learned from this was the government can do whatever they want to anybody sure. they want. Sure. And it, it's scary, and it's jaw-dropping. And uh, that, that's the, the judicial system thing is, I think, what blew my mind more than anything. And then... Yeah, I thought so I'm going to say about that for now, because I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I understand. Know. Okay. I understand. The book, Buccaneer, The Provocative Odyssey of Jack Reed, adventure drug smuggler and pilot extraordinaire, available in bookstores everywhere. Uh, Mickey, when we come back, I want to talk to you about this whole notion of of the glamorization of this lifestyle and how some people really love it, and some people think it's not such a good thing. So more with author May K. Beeler right after this on The Burke Allen Show. Hang on. Over 14 million people witnessed his emotional story of survival and triumph on national television. I've been doing this now for so long, like ever since I was a kid. Millions more voted him their favorite in a landslide win. The winner is... And now you can be a part of the experience live. Landau, you Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Ain't that a kick in the head? You're America's Got Talent winner. I've got you. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Under my Live, live. Performing classics from the Great American Songbook and his Columbia Records debut CD, That's Life. That's Life. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr.'s That's Life Tour. The one concert event this year you absolutely can't miss. See Landau, Eugene Murphy Jr. in a city near you. Find out more online at LandauMurphyJr.com. It's the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Our number is 646-668-2634-646-668-2634. Our guest today, Mayke Beeler. She's a uh, pilot, a TV host, a producer, a journalist, and 
uh, also the author of this fascinating book, co-author with uh, Jack Carlton Reed, the subject of the book, uh, Buccaneer, the provocative odyssey of Jack Reed, adventurer, drug smuggler, and pilot extraordinaire. Um, the book sounds fascinating, and, and obviously Jack Carlton Reed, a very interesting character who uh, was a cocaine smuggler um, with some of Pablo Escobar's associates, dropped off the grid, you told us, and and sort of lived a Robinson Crusoe lifestyle, was kidnapped by the DEA, brought back to the States, thrown in jail. Uh, so it, it has all the makings of a Hollywood movie. As a matter of fact, I see, May Kay, that the, the gentleman that wrote uh, the book Blow, which was made into a yeah, big Johnny Depp movie. Porter. Yeah, um, Yep. He says great things about the book. And uh, I have to ask you sort of your thought on on social responsibility for this sort of thing, because on the one hand, you have this incredibly great story that just needs to be told and it screams out to be told. And then, you know, on the other hand, you have the, well, let's not glamorize, uh, you know, what is not a great lifestyle and, and you know, make it look glamorous to, to folks who may want to get into it. So as an author of the book and somebody who spent, you know, hundreds of hours talking to Jack and, and co-writing this book, what say you to that argument? How do you feel about it? You know, it's a great question. And this is something where I learned not to judge. Had I not been in this situation and gotten to know Jack, and you were to tell me about somebody like him, I would have thought, oh, I would have been disgusted. I'll be honest with you. We don't need people like that. We don't need people who are hurting others, albeit indirectly. But we don't need that. Um, it's a good question. I don't. I don't glamorize what he did. It's a pretty raw read. Um, you know, he tells it like it is, and he said he would have done it again. And that, you know, that kind of bothers you a little bit. He would have done it again. All right. You know, people asked me, they thought, did I want to be with him back in those days when he was with young girls, and especially this one girl that's mentioned in the book that he loved very much, but was a hedonistic, hedonistic type thing. They said, would you have wanted to be there? And the answer is no. I was living my own life. I probably wouldn't have liked him back then. And I have spoken, you know, with some of his closest people that were with him back then. And it was just a big party. Nobody was sitting around trying to hurt anybody or purposely doing this to hurt anybody. So would you call it maybe ignorance that they're not really aware of what they're doing to society? They looked at it as, look, cocaine makes you feel good if you use it in a proper amount that's fine if you decide to abuse it to the point where you become addicted that's your problem they just saw it as a fun way to make a living because they made so much money and they were down there living in the islands living this uh, glamorous life um I, I think if he had told me oh yeah screw people we did it to hurt people people are you know we were wanting to kill people and disrupt people i, I couldn't have dealt with it but i didn't see that side of him you kind of can understand why he did what he did, but I don't agree with that. And no, of course we don't want to glamorize drug smugglers or cocaine cowboys. Hell no. But this story has lots of lessons in it. Just reading why he did what he did, what was his reasoning behind it, and what were the consequences. It's fascinating. When you were writing the book with, with Jack and, and reviewing his notes, did you get any sense at all that he had uh, any remorse for, for what he did? You said he, he said, hey, I'd do it again. It was a big adventure, a big party. Did he seem remorseful at all, or, or at least remorseful that he wound up being thrown in jail for two decades for doing it? You know what? He did not. 
and that may trouble some people. He did not. He did not show remorse. And um, the reason he ended up in jail, he was a nonviolent offender. Initially, he should have just gotten 15 years, and initially that's what they gave him. And then with good time, because he ended up being an exemplary prisoner, uh, he would have gotten out in eight years. Okay, but there was all sorts of illegal crap that went down that ended up retrying him and changing that sentence to a life sentence. It's just ridiculous. He got screwed, screwed, and anybody could have been really bitter about that. And and he did that because he defended and kept his mouth shut about his best friend. He didn't rat on him. Jack was an old-timey outlaw. That's what one of his attorneys told me. They didn't rat, and there were plenty of people that ratted. And he paid dearly for it, and he didn't regret it. To the very end, he never regretted it and said, oh, woe is me, I've been screwed. He just wrote the story, and I asked him about it, and again, my jaw dropped. He faced the consequences. And we should probably let our listeners know that Jack Carlton Reed is no longer with us. When did he uh, pass away? He passed away in October of 2009. And was he still in jail at that time, or had he been released? Well, this is, you got to read the book, my dear. <laughs> you got to read the book. I know. I know you hate it when authors do that, but just something, let me just say something wonderful happened, and then something sad happened. Let's just say that. Fair enough. Buccaneers, the book, it's the provocative odyssey of Jack Carlton Reed, who was a, uh, a cocaine smuggler back in the day for uh, the business partner of no less than Pablo Escobar. Did he ever tell you, McKay, or did you ever read in, in his, his prison uh, diaries and his journals that, that there was a scary moment or moments for him in dealing with these guys? Was he ever yeah, scared? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question, Burke, and I asked him that, and no. Oh, he never. I said, weren't you scared? And then I said, weren't you scared for the boyfriend? Sheldon is in the book. That's his girlfriend, this young girl who goes on the adventure of a lifetime with him. It's truly a magic carpet ride. Um, and I thought, well, weren't you worried for her? Or wasn't she worried? And he said, no. No, they, no. You know, they had quite a few adventures you'll read about in the book, but he never admitted to it. Let's just say that. He never admitted to, to being scared. And they were on, and he was and on you the find a, I'm sorry. Yeah, probably not a lot of time to be scared uh, with that kind of lifestyle. He was moving pretty fast at all times. Right, and you know when they were in the Bahamas, everybody was paid off, so everyone was in on it. So they were protected. And then when when the U.S. government kind of decided, okay, enough of this, come on now. And when and when that happened, they were tipped off, so they left the island. And, uh, you know, Carlos Slater was an apprehended for many years later um, in, in the jungles of Colombia. And they thought that Jack Carlton Reed would be the star witness against Carlos Slater because he was one of his closest friends, maybe his best friend. And that's why they went and kidnapped Jack after they apprehended Carlos. And they thought, okay, he can be our star witness. And, oh, hell no, Jack, no, 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 no. So not only is the story an adventure story about Jack's life and how he evolved, how he met Carlos later, how he ended up on this island in the Bahamas, then retired to Panama, um, about the adventure part of it. And, yes, his flying is in there, too. It's not all about flying, though. Let's make that clear. Those are part of the adventures. 
than the adventures in Panama, and then the jail part, oh, my God, the prison part. It's just, um, it's heart-wrenching, and it's heartwarming, it's eye-opening, and it's thought-provoking. And you have to be careful not to judge. Just have an open mind and read. Because, again, we're not saying what he did was right. It's just to look at this incredible real-life adventure. There's also, we should mention, a, a companion DVD documentary called Return to Norman's K, available on Amazon as well. Is that right? Yeah, now let me tell you about that. Now, I produced that before I met Jack. And I produced that. This is about the couple I told you about, the elderly couple from North Carolina. I personally piloted, piloted them, flew them down to Norman's Key in search of their lost airplane. And we had another author um, come in who had written a book about it, who I considered an expert at the time, a very talented writer. And, and he was my main interview for the documentary. But it wasn't until years later that I did more research that I found out that some of the information I quoted and put in the documentary was not accurate. And that refers to Carlos Lader, the drug lord that ran all of that on the island. So rather than just throw the documentary away and take it off of Amazon, which I wanted to do, um, it's, got to, it's a great story. It's a great lost and found story for folks who love airplanes. And it shows beautiful shots of the island, which have since been changed. And they said, keep it. Just kind of write a disclaimer. So that's what I did. If you go on my website or if you go on Amazon, I say, look, since producing this, I have found new information um, that as far as I know, and I don't know everything, of course not, but as far as I know, Carlos later never murdered anybody. Um, who got in his way. And that's what I said in the documentary, is that he murdered anyone who got in his way. Not true. So we have to be careful. Um, this particular trial with Jack and um, Carlos back in 1987 was the most publicized, longest-running drug trial in U.S. history. There was a lot of hype. Even today, there's a lot of information out there that is not correct. It's either fabricated or sensationalized. And you have to be careful when you're a journalist. We have to be responsible in reporting to the best of our ability. So this was a learning experience for me. And I will tell you what bothers me about Narcos. Everyone says, oh, Narcos, have you seen Narcos? It's so good. Yes, it's great. It's wildly popular, but it's not all true. It's not all true. And I think the producers tell you that. But people get so caught up in it, no one knows what really happened and what didn't happen. So right. the, that's the long story to Norman's Key. The documentary is what I, part of what I said about Carlos Later is not true. He was not violent. He was associated with Pablo Escobar, and we know he was a monster. And oftentimes people are judged by who they associate with. But there's no proof. There's no proof that Carlos Later was violent. He's, you know, he's still in jail. He is still in jail. Oh, interesting. He's still in jail. Okay. Yeah, he's still in jail. Yeah, and that's, that's, an, that's another story in itself in talking about the judicial system. And he, um, he testified against Manuel Noriega, hoping to shorten his sentence and was told he'd be released or, or serve a sentence no longer than uh, Manuel Noriega. And Noriega's been released for years. Different story, folks. You got a lot of research out there. Maybe that becomes the next book for author Meg K. Beeler. She's been our guest today to talk about Buccaneer, the provocative honesty of Jack Reed, adventure drug smuggler and pilot extraordinaire. Uh, we only have a, a minute or so left. Are you still flying, and are you teaching other folks to fly? Is that still Absolutely. a big part of your life? Absolutely. I just came here from the airport. 
So I'm the chief pilot, chief flight instructor at a flight school in Greensboro, North Carolina, teach people how to fly. Everyone from first-time flyers to young kids to folks who want to be airline pilots and fly in the military. And my diva flight experience is where I introduce women to aviation because a lot of women don't realize that they can fly too. It's long been a boys' club, and only 5% of the pilot population is female. So I'm a great champion of aviation. I fly most days. I'm an airline transport pilot, may fly for the airline, considering that before I get too old. Love it. I absolutely love it. Now, that's a different story. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Check out the book Buccaneer, The Provocative Odyssey of Jack Reed, Adventurer, Drug Smuggler, and Pilot Extraordinaire. It's won a whole bunch of awards. It's an Amazon number one bestseller. A fascinating story about a fascinating man. And uh, May Kay Beeler is the co-author along with the subject of the book, Jack Carlton Reed. You can find it at uh, maykbeeler.com. Once again, that's M-A-Y-C-A-Y-B-E-E-L-E-R. May Kay, thank you so much for telling us about Buccaneer. Appreciate you being thank on the show with us so today. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. May Kay Beeler, the author of Buccaneer. What a fascinating story she does a great job of teasing it and making you want to read it right away. Check it out at Amazon.com and bookstores everywhere. Live from Washington, D.C., I'm Burke Allen. Now go out and make it a great day. And thank you so much for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.